Hello! Welcome to Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. This is episode number nine. And unfortunately, I don't think there's any weird coincidences or anniversaries or anything that coincides with the number nine. Besides the fact we're going to be talking about 19 games in this episode. So that's about the only, only thing that's about, that's similar with the episode number. But, yeah, this is episode number nine of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. I'm Jared, flying solo this week, and Ladium's out for personal reasons, and this is a podcast you can find at SeasonalAmateCheckup.com, SAC.cool, iTunes, or Google Play. It's a podcast that we have conversations about anime, manga, video games, fun stuff like that. And today we're going to do a little feature that is going to come up in the next couple of months as well, where we're going to have these retrospectives about a series of video games, so like... We're going to talk about a specific franchise and then go over the games that came out from that franchise. This one's going to be a little bit weird because we're not talking about every single game because some of them just don't have really information or any information out there that you can get that would be able to talk about. And like just I haven't played those and some of them are just for systems that really you couldn't probably emulate that well. Because like one of them's like, here's this Sega family computer that was for kids in Japan in the, like the late 80s early 90s I'm sh- knowing <laughs> knowing people who make emulation and like how the preservation of video games I'm sure that that stuff's maybe out there but as of now like I just I didn't really look into it that much let's just say we're gonna talk about the the games that came out under the Sailor Moon umbrella which mostly came out in the early to mid 90s out in Japan and then there's been like a a handful of scatterings past that, but when that for, when the original anime was out in Japan, you know, in that early to mid nineties run, they pumped out a lot of video games. Let's just say, like, there was points, and we'll get to it. There were points where, like, every three to four months, there was a new Sailor Moon game out, which just seems insane. But I mean. We will we'll get to like kind of like why probably that is because some of them are just like eh, that's a yeah that's a game all right I guess. <laughs> so like I said, we got 19 games to talk about. That is not the entirety of the catalog of Sailor Moon games you can talk about because like I said, like there's just some you can't really get information on. Some of them probably just won't emulate that well. But for the most part, these are like the major ones that have at least a good amount of information about and that I've at least played. I mean, some of them I haven't, but there's at least info out there that I can like look at and be like, okay, I can talk about this. So the run starts, the run, the retrospective starts, I guess that would be a better way to talk about it, with the first game that came out, or at least first major game that came out, in December 18th, 1992. This is Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon for the Game Boy, which was developed by Angel, and it was like a side-scroller game. There is an English translation of this game out there and available if you want to try it. I would not recommend playing this game at all. Like, it it didn't really feel good. Like, it was very slow. Just movement speed and everything was just not great. For some reason, I went to do what the game was trying to tell me to do, and then nothing happened. So maybe I just clearly wasn't getting what I needed to do, or something, I don't know, just the game never progressed, so I got five minutes in, and was like, oh, can't do anything else, that was fun. Because apparently there is, like, actual 
there's like there's story aspects. I think it, it covers like the first couple episodes of the anime because that would make sense since this game came out in December, and the first part of the anime came out in I think April of '92. So obviously not a lot of time for development there. But it it, com- it combines like story elements where you're going around through the city, and then like there's some fighting elements as well. But I never got to that part, so I don't really know. I did play the sequel, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And I would assume it's pretty similar to that, so but probably the sequel is the sequel played a lot better than this one did, especially in like just in movement in general, so not a first good outing for the Sailor Moon games. But then they came back with a you know, a proper developer. I mean I wouldn't say actually like a proper developer, but like a developer that nowadays has a good pedigree. Uh, this is the Sojo Sensei Sailor Moon for the Super Famicom. That came out on August 27, 1993 in Japan, and then was ported to France, of all places, in 94, and also came out in 94 on the Mega Drive in Japan, which the Mega Drive version is a little bit different than the Super Famicom version. It has some has different music, some of the graphics and stages are different as well, there's a different final boss, and then they added a hard mode as well. So this was developed by Arc System Works, who you may know as the developers of BlazBlue, Guilty Gear, the Persona 4 fighting games. So they made this. This is a beat-em-up. So this covers about the first season of the original anime. And then basically you just go through each stage as one of the Sailor Senshi. And it's, you know, your, your typical side-scrolling beat-em-up. It's alright. Like, I've I've played it. it. I mean, it's hard, obviously, because it's a, it's a Japanese game. And it's from that era when games were real hard. But, you know, for what it is, it's perfectly serviceable. It's alright. They didn't follow this up with Besoja Sensei Sailor Moon R, which this came out only a few months later on December 29th, 1993 for the Super Famicom. Didn't get ported over to the to the Mega Drive or anything else or ported over overseas anywhere. Apparently, I guess that this one didn't get developed by Arc Systems Work, which is kind of weird, but I guess Bandai kind of just took what they made and reskinned it a little bit to update it for Season 2 for the anime of Sailor Moon R. So this one adds, it's pretty much the same same premise, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, it adds Chibi Usa, which she gets her own little game mode. Uh, you go through parts of the of Season 2, pretty much. Uh, same story. I wouldn't say same story, but like just same mechanics and all that stuff. One weird thing about this game is there's a fighting mode in it. But it's not like your typical 2D fighting game mechanics. It's the same mechanics you use for the actual beat-em-up game. So it's like jumping and kicking and standing in place and punching. But it's versus mode. It's real strange. But, like, it's a, it's such a weird and fascinating idea that they put that in there just randomly. Like, it doesn't really play well because you're, you're expecting, like, actual fighting game mechanics and all that stuff. But you're not going to get that. But it's just, it's weird. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. In a way you wouldn't expect. <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, a lot of the games coming out now are going to be in line with Sailor Moon S, which was Season 3 of the anime. So now we get Bishoujo Sensei Sailor Moon S Kondo Wa Puzzle de Oshiokyo, which is uh, Sailor Moon S new It's Puzzle Punishment Time, or now it's pu- Puzzle Punishment Time, excuse me. Uh, this was came out on July 15th, 1994 for the Super Famicom, created by Tom Create, which is a subsidiary of Bandai. And this is a puzzle game, so there's going to be quite a few of these that are going to come out, and they're pretty much made by the same developer. This is a little bit weird because it's a puzzle game, 
but you're not like it's not like Tetris or any of those style games. You basically you remove blocks from your screen by clicking on them. So that's the that's the puzzle game element of it. Probably not my style of puzzle game, I would say. I, I haven't played this one personally just because like I saw it when like going through a bunch of the games I wanted to play, especially for, for YouTube and all that stuff. But just like I was like, eh, puzzle game, that's probably not gonna be that great for me at least. And then in December of 94, December 16th, 1994 to be exact, for the Super Famicom, Bishojo Sensei Sailor Moon S, Jogai Ranto, Shuyaku Sodatsusen, aka Sailor Moon S, Out of Bounds Brawl, Protagonist Competition. So the developer for this is actually, I guess, unknown, but it's rumored to be another Arc Systems work joint because there's apparently... Some similarities between the people who were working at Ark at the time and people in the credits of this game. But also, this is a fighting game, like a legitimate fighting game. So that would also kind of, you know, make sense if Ark made this and, you know, they make fighting games. Uh, this is based off of Sailor Moon S, so it has characters from from that series. So you get, you know, the the five Sailor Senshi, Chibiusa, and then the Outer Senshi as well. I think I've played this one. I've either played this one or the Super S or Sailor Stars or Super S one, the one that came later. It's I mean it's it's a two D fighting game of the time based on anime. It's fine. You're not gonna get Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or any of the SNK fighting games level quality here. It's serviceable and that's that's pretty much what you'd want from this style of game. And then a couple, a couple of these other games came out in 94 as well, but there's no real release date for them, so they're just kind of bundled up together. Uh, first up is Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon for the PC Engine CD, which came out in 94 in Japan, developed by Banpresto. This game is actually pretty cool. I played it recently on YouTube. I did a live stream of it. It's like a visual novel, but has some kind of brief gameplay mechanics to it, depending on which Sailor Senshi you pick at the very beginning. But it's almost like a, it takes place after, I think, season one, but it's almost like a season 1.5 of the story, because there isn't an English translation, unfortunately, which is a real bummer, because I would really like to see, like, what exactly is going on with this, because it seems real cool. But it seems like, I mean, Queen Beryl is back, she has a cool mask, and it kind of also has elements of the manga as well, because... The other members of the Dark Kingdom kind of have at least some sort of relationship with Mamoru, a.k.a. Prince Endymion. So I I guess it that kind of falls into that manga story, because I don't... They don't really go into it in the in season one of the anime. I don't think so. I, I'm not... Remember that 100%, but... It's a real shame this doesn't have an English translation, but it's real cool if you can figure out how to make PC Engine CD emulation work. It's a real pain in the butt. But I would definitely recommend checking it out. There's also another game they made for the PC Engine CD. It's, I think, Sailor Moon Collection. It's just a bunch of mini-games and also no English translation for it. So it's not the best, especially because you're not going to be able to dis really discern what the games want you to do. I think there is um, there is an explanation, I think, on one of the Sailor Moon wikis if you want to check it out. But I didn't necessarily have that great of a time with it. So you could take it or leave it, basically. And then finally, Bishoujo Sensei Sailor Moon R for the Game Boy, which was released in 94 in Japan, developed by Angel. And this is a sequel to that first Game Boy game. It's a little bit better because it does split off to where you have story mode and then an arcade mode to which if you 
want to just go straight into like the actual gameplay of it, you can just go ahead and do that. Uh, story mode kind of follows the same path that the first game did, where it's like, oh, you got to go around and do missions for people, and then and then you'll get into the gameplay. Uh, they they did they did retune everything. It's basically everything about the the way the feel of this game works. So like movement speeds faster. You can get around the town way quicker than you could. And then also I can actually play the gameplay part of it, which it's all right. It's like just a typical side scroller where you get to you you get to shoot things at the enemies, which everyone pretty much has the same projectile attacks. So that's all right. And then there's just boss battles at the end of each level, and it's pretty easy because you get like an extra life at the at the beginning of each boss battle so that doesn't really make it that difficult and just getting through the levels as well wasn't really that bad like i think i only died a couple times and like once was just because like i got to the end of the level and was kind of low on health and have like a health pickup so that's just gonna happen but other than that like it's it's okay if you like i mean you can like i know i see these like a lot on ebay like you could get both of those games both the game boy games and play them on if you have a game boy play them on your Game Boy because the Game Boy is technically region free so you could do that and I if you if you would get either of these I would definitely suggest Salem and R as the one to get also it, it let's there is a weird thing about this game though that I have to point out the English translation shows this and it, it does come up again in the in the sequel Salem and R at the beginning of the game where it's like I think it's story mode and it might happen again in arcade mode it basically asks, do you want to play this as a boy or a girl? And if you pick boy, it's pretty much like the normal difficulty. If you pick girl, you get more life and lives. Which, yeah. That's a that's kind of f***ed up. Thanks, early 90s game development. And I'm including this little this little thing as well. This is Bishidro Sensei's Sailor Moon Kotaite Mooncall which is a board game, which was released in 94, that coincides with Sailor Moon S. So this is actually kind of a cool thing. It was like one of those, oh, put this video into your TV or into, into your VCR, and you play it, and you play alongside like the episode that plays. So this is kind of like, technically an unaired episode of Sailor Moon S, which you can go find on YouTube, but there's English subs for it. And it's just real cool. Like they'll, they'll basically call you on this, like, this phone, and you just have to answer questions on it as well. It's, it's real neat. Like, the episode is, is by itself as well. It's it's, it's alright. Like, it's not going to, like, have any, like, new story revelation or anything like that. But it's it's cool. I, you know, I enjoyed when I found that. So, I was like, I'll, I'll throw this in here as a little little treat. A little, little nugget for you. <laughs> and then we moved to 1995, which, who oh boy. Because beforehand, it's like, oh, August, December, summer, winter, summer, winter. Here, we got a bunch of games, and they're just, like, coming out right and left, right and left. Starting off in February, we have Bishoujo Sensei Sailor Moon S Kirokuren. I don't, I don't know what the translation for that is. I couldn't find one. This came out on February 24th, 1995 in Japan for the Super Famicom. And was created by Tom Create. And it's basically a sequel to the Sailor Moon S puzzle game that came out the year prior. And it's the same premise. You click on blocks, you remove them. That's the puzzle element. A month later, which is a little bit, it's kind of... It's tied away a little bit because it's on a different console. This is Bishoujo Sensei Sailor Moon S for the 3DO, which came out on March 17th, 1995, developed by Bandai. And this is a fighting game. If you want to give yourself nightmares or just want to see real bad early 3D animation, 
go check out the opening animation to this video game because wow it's it's something else oh man i'll just i'll just leave it at that because like that's the only way you could really describe it it's it's another fighting game 2d fighting game as well for the 3do so i'm guessing it probably didn't control well just because the controllers for that thing are kind of garbage but from what i've seen it seems all right probably not like the best feeling fighting game but it could be worse. Let's just say that. There's probably worse games out for the 3DO at that point. And then in September, probably... No, I'm going to say the best Sailor Moon game that has ever come out. Be sure to just see Sailor Moon Another Story, which came out September 22nd, 1995 for the Super Famicom. There is an English, English translation out, which you can get. This is developed by Angel, and this is a RPG that is essentially a new retelling of Sailor Moon or of season four of Sailor Moon basically replacing that or the anime season and using this as a kind of like a a what if story and it's real cool so essentially instead of the events of season four happening like Hotaru doesn't turn back into a kid she stays back in her normal form and then you kind of realize oh all these old enemies from the first three seasons have come back what do we do and then, like, there's a new group of evil Sailor Senshi. I guess kind of technically Sailor Senshi, but they're trying to get the crystal from Tuxedo Mask, which they kind of retcon and change it to something else, which happens because that, that's similar to what happens in Season 4. And then you just go through, go to these different time periods. Like, there's time travel in this game as well. And you travel across the world. And it's, it's real cool. Like, it's well-written. It's a good RPG. Like you, you'll have to grind here and there, but I mean, you'll be playing on emulator most likely. I, I would assume there's reproduction cards of that thing out there with the English translation on it that you could get. But it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's it's a real fun, different experience. That if you've seen all of Sailor Moon and want like a different take on like what season four could have been, like this is it, and it's real good. And and yeah. Like, I, it's probably the best Sailor Moon game that they've made. Considering, like, you know... I mean, look at the, all the ones we've seen thus far. It's, like, side-scrolling beat-em-up, side-scroller kind of platformer, fighting game, puzzle game. All right games in, the, in there, you know, by themselves, but, like, you know, this one has, like... It's going to be more worth your money, and you're going to get way more time out of it, most likely. But, yeah, definitely track down that English translation. It's real good. I played through all of it for my YouTube channel, and... I enjoyed the heck out of the time I had with it. And then finally, out of at least the, you know, official release dates we have, be sure to send to Sailor Moon Super S Fua Fua Panic, a.k.a. Sailor Moon Super S Floating Panic, which came out December 8th, 1995 for the Super Famicom in Japan and was created by Tom Create, so I think you kind of have an idea where this is going. This is another puzzle game, but instead of... But instead of, like, the other two, uh, you basically pop balloons. There is, um, there's a game this is similar to. I just cannot think of what it is called. Like, I want to say it's Bubble Bobble, but I, I don't think it's Bubble Bobble. It's one of those games where it's, like, you pop bubbles, and it's kind of like that, essentially. I guess, in a way, instead of, if, if you replace the balloons with money, it could be similar to Money Puzzle Exchange. But probably not, but it kind of looks that way. But yeah, it's just another puzzle game. This one 
is more in line with season four because it's named after Super S. So yeah, more puzzle games. <laughs> and then also in '95, this is there's no official release date or anything. Uh, Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, which was released internationally for the arcades. I know, I think it was released in Australia and parts of Europe as well. I don't know if it made it over here or not, but it is in English. You can find ways to play it now. This was developed by Gazelle and Banpresto. It's another side-scrolling beat-em-up and takes place during season one of the anime. But man, it looks good. Because obviously it's running on arcade hardware, so it's going to be a lot better looking. And just the animations are going to be way better than like a console version. It's it's real cool. Like It's it's not that difficult, I would say. I mean, it's kind of hard because you know it's an arcade game, so they want you to pump quarters into it. But I mean, if you emulate it, you can kind of skirt around that that little aspect. Uh, there's there's real cool stuff in there. Like when you do a super move, like you get an anime version of your character, and it's real well animated as well. And it's like the the um, the art quality on that is also just really good. It's basically what you would have wanted out of that first Sailor Moon side scrolling beat 'em up that Ark made. But now it's on the arcade and made kind of made by someone else. But it's just it's well done, especially for '95, which I mean, arcade games at the time were definitely blowing away what was being made on the console and then we get the sailor moon debut on the next generation of consoles with bishoujo senshi sailor moon super s shin shuyaku sodatsusen aka sailor moon super s various emotion which came out on march 8th 1996 in japan for the playstation and then later on november 29th 1996 for the sega saturn in japan this is developed by angel and is another fighting game I believe you can find the opening animation for this one as well. I, it, I don't think it's as nightmarish as quality of the 3DO version. But when you get into the actual gameplay, it does kind of get very nightmarish as the uh, the models are are 3D. So that kind of gives you an idea of what to expect. Especially because this is early PlayStation and Saturn where they didn't necessarily have 3D graphics quite down yet. And it's, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it runs well. It doesn't look like the fighting aspects of it feel remotely good at all. It's kind of like, ugh, that's, ugh, ooh, 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 ooh. I don't think anyone would really recommend that game. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a, it's a Sailor Moon game for, like, the, the PlayStation and the Saturn, but it never came out over here, so probably a good thing. But that didn't mean they were they were done making uh, Sailor Moon games for the Super Famicom, as we still got another one. Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon Super S Zinin Sanka Shuyaku Sodatsusen, which is... Okay, so yeah, this is basically the Super Famicom port, I think, of that Sailor Moon S game for the PlayStation and Saturn. At least the name title is pretty similar. Unless I goofed up here. I could have goofed up here. Maybe I did. Either way, this is just another uh, this is another fighting game. This is, translates to Sailor Moon Super S. Everyone participates. Contest for the leading role. Developed by... Or came out on March 29th. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. March 29th, 1996 for the Super Famicom. Developed by Monolith. Not... Hold your horses. <laughs> Not the same as the Xenoblade creators or, or developers or the, the Fear developers. This is a team that was porting uh, SNK fighting games to consoles at the time. So, a little bit different. <laughs> Let's just say that. And this is just another fighting game. So it basically, I believe, would just include pretty much most of the characters that existed in the anime at the time of 
the game's release. From here on out is basically when they kind of stopped making Sailor Moon games for the most part. Because the rest of these are kind of just like scraps, essentially. <laughs> like, the 3D Adventures of Sailor Moon, which came out in 1997 in America for the personal computer. This is based off of the English dub, the Deke dub of Sailor Moon. I don't think they had like any of the voice actresses or anything like that in this game. This is developed by 3VR. I don't think they made really much anything else, or there really isn't much information of them making much anything else. And it's, it's the minigame collection, which is apropos of the time, especially if you're kind of licensed PC games in 97. And it's based off of the English sub, so it's kind of, it's going to be weird and wonky in that way as well. They made another game for the PlayStation, Sailor Moon Happy Chibiusa World, which came out in 2001 in Japan only. No developer really tied to this, so I don't know who made it or anything. And this is an educational game, which seems real weird, especially because at the time that this came out in 01, you know, Sailor Moon had been off the air for like five years at this point, four or five years. So it's a little weird that they kind of made this and shot it out at the very tail end of the PlayStation's life cycle there. And also, this game came with a, a special joystick that you could get, and I think it made it so like you could hit the buttons with your palms, so it was, it was a way for like little kids to play it and not have to use a controller, because controllers can be quite complicated, especially you know around the PlayStation era. So, I mean, that's cool. Like, the, the screenshots I saw of it actually made it look, made it look kind of neat. Like, the, the art quality on it seemed real good, so that, that's pretty cool. And then, basically, in terms of major releases, that was it. Until ten years later, which is, this is where it gets weird. Sailor Moon La Luna Splende, a.k.a. Sailor Moon The Shining Moon, which was released March 16th, 2011, in Italy for the DS. This was an Italy exclusive developed by Bandai Namco Europe, and is like a weird puzzle action game based off of the Italian dub of Sailor Moon. And, like, I guess, from what I read of it, it's, like, based off of Season 2, but uses Season 1 enemies. It's it's strange. Because, like, A, you're making a DS game for a very specific market. Especially, like, with Italy, of all places. Like, you don't really hear much, like, game development coming out of Italy or anything like that, so... That's real strange, and then this game never came out anywhere else, which is real weird. So, that's, yeah, that's real strange. And I guess technically that's the last console, quote-unquote console, if you want to count the, you, you count the DS as a console, heck yeah, you can. That's the last console game of any kind, of mobile, home console, that has come out since. But, I mean, if you want to, like, count as, like, home consoles, like, the, the 01 game that came out on the PlayStation, that's the end of that. That's when they all cut off. And then, finally, Sailor Moon Drops, which recently just came out uh, September 3rd, 2015 in Japan, and then April 15, 2016 in the Americas. It's a mobile game developed by Beeline, and it's a gem puzzle game. Sailor Moon Drops is alright. It's basically, it's a, it's one of them gem puzzle games. You've played probably 30,000 of them at this point. But they do some cool stuff with it, like, they're going through, like, each of the arcs of the manga, and, like, there's story beats to it as well. They're they're pretty simple, so it's not, like, anything groundbreaking, but, you know, for what it is, it's alright. They have some cool, like, they do events, events and all that stuff. There's microtransactions, because, of course, it's a free-to-play game, and then you just get, like, you, you get 
characters from the the Sailor Moon universe. So you get like the Senshi, and then like their regular forms, and then like your special holiday forms or something like that. You know, it's all right. I've played both the Japanese and the uh, the U.S. version, so I've put a, quite a bit of time into it. But yeah, it's fine for what it is. It's something we talked about in the Codename Sailor V episode, where it's like Sailor Moon Crystals currently happening right now well not currently happening it's happening in terms of there's been three seasons and they are confirmed to make season four now it's just a real shame there hasn't been like a new big sailor moon game to hit the hit consoles or anything like that because yeah counting that italian only game it's been since 2011 and if you don't count that it's been since 01 since there's been a sailor moon game out on consoles as well so they skipped PS2, Xbox, GameCube. They skipped 360, PS3, Wii, Wii U, all that. So, like, you would think with, you know, Crystal kind of revitalizing the Sailor Moon brand and everything. Well, the first two seasons probably didn't necessarily do that with how the wonky animation and everything kind of put a bad taste in people's mouth. But, like, with season three onward, like, where everything's kind of changed and everything, like, you would think that you know, someone somewhere would be like, let's make another game of this, but Japanese game development is real weird right now, and I bet Sailor Moon Drops is making a lot of money, and it's just going to be like, hey, you know, we can make this mobile game for real cheap and make a lot of money off of it, so should we do this or spend a lot of money and make a console game that may not necessarily sell as well or make as much money as this mobile game? And you're going to see nine times out of ten, Japanese developers are going to be like, we're going to make this mobile game. <laughs> and that's what we're going to put our uh, our development into. I, I still hold out hope that they uh, they eventually make a new Sailor Moon game for consoles, because I think it would be real cool. My dream is a Sailor Moon Platinum developed game, which that would just be real crazy. Or just something in, like, something. Just something, really. <laughs> it's like, give me something. Because... You could easily you could easily make a, a fighting game out of that or an action game out of it. I mean, Lord knows there's 30 Dragon Ball games that retell the exact same story each time, and they sell a lot. But, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, typical of how the Dragon Ball license is over here, at least, and the name value of that compared to probably what Sailor Moon is right now. Which, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're similar, maybe they're not. I that's a different conversation for a different time but yeah that's the Sailor Moon game retrospective that's 19 games in a nutshell some of them are good like uh, another story uh, the first and second beat em ups the arcade game the PC Engine CD game some of them are are, are just alright like the, the various fighting games that came out for the Super Famicom and then some are just bad, like those Game Boy games. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Don't, don't touch that first Game Boy game. It's not good. Not good at all. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. I just, I just kind of just wanted to have a, you know, just open up a conversation about these games. Like, I, there's a lot of them. There's a variety to them. Like, it's not all just the same genre, which is kind of weird. And just, there's a... A butt ton of them that came out between 92 and 96, which is 
just crazy to think about just how much they kind of milk the cash cow of the Sailor Moon franchise and just were able to just kind of just how Bandai just kept pumping them out like just every couple of months right and left pretty much you could pretty much make like a, a Super Famicom library just <laughs> those games that came out with the Sailor Moon license on them it's kind of crazy but that's going to be kind of that's going to be kind of like how the uh, the retrospective episodes are going to be. Obviously, the forthcoming ones are going to be a little bit shorter cuz it's not going to be 19 games and they'll probably go a little bit more in depth into like oh, here's like what was happening during development or here's all of our experiences with this game, like what it meant to us, all that sort of stuff. And I think with having less games to talk about, that'll definitely booster up the conversation about those games as well and be able to talk more in depth about them which I'm, I'm real excited to get into like there's um there's definitely some series that were that are coming up actually next episode I believe is another one of these that is going to be real fun and I'm very much looking forward to talking about that series of games which uh let me just uh I'll give you a little hint at the end of the episode right before I sign off but uh that's going to do it for this episode, episode 9 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. I'm Jared. You can find more information about this episode and other episodes at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com, SAC.cool, iTunes, Google Play. You can also find the mainline Seasonal Anime Checkup podcast on the website as well, because all those episodes are now hosted up there, so all 12 or how many episodes there are of that. You can go check out now, and all and there's new iTunes and Google Play links as well. So if you need to update your subscription, RSS feeds, all that stuff, you should probably do that sometime soon before the next episode. I mean, the next episode's not out for like another two months or so. So you've got a, you've got a bit, bit of time to wait for that. Go check out some of the other stuff on the website as well: columns, video game stuff. Go check out Anladium's Final Fantasy X-2 piece that she did. It's real good, and it's way better than the one I did. So. It's fantastic. I would highly, 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 highly recommend that. And we'll be back next week, full crew. And it's going to be kind of a special Valentine's Day episode. As I know, there was a uh, there was a certain game that was supposed to come out on Valentine's Day that kind of stood up a lot of people. So we're gonna go. We're gonna talk about you know something similar to that aspect. You know, maybe some of the other games in that franchise. And, uh, you know, give you a little special Valentine's Day treat for you. Talk a lot about all those games. And we're not going to stand you up like a certain other game did. Wink, wink. We'll see you next week.